Shabbat Shalom. Get myself ready here. This week's parasha is entitled Mishpatim, translated statutes or judgments, and it covers Exodus chapters 21 through 24. I've uh, given it another name, doing what doesn't come naturally. Uh, this section of the Torah contains extensive case law, including fines and punishments for a wide array of offenses. Mostly, it concerns personal property and uh, personal injury. Everything in this parasha demonstrates that as human beings created in the image of God, we have innate worth and dignity. But everything in Mishpatim also demonstrates that we are a fallen race. That because of the rebellion of our first parents in the Garden of Eden, the image of God in us was marred. And so we are prone to selfishness, to greed, indifference to the need of others. And those sinful tendencies need to be restrained. Now, those who think that the legal codes in the Torah are unimportant are going to have a quick change of heart just as soon as they become victimized. Uh, the sad fact of life in a broken world, uh, a world broken by sin, is that conflict is inevitable. A just set of laws based on clearly defined standards of what is right and what is wrong is the necessary foundation for a just and orderly society. Now, you know, sections like this with all of the case law might not fascinate us the way like the stories of the great miracles and such do in scripture, but these mishpatim are very important. This morning I'd like to highlight two passages in uh, our parasha that have a decidedly new covenant flavor. Each is found in chapter 23. The first one reads, do not follow the crowd in doing evil. When you give testimony in a lawsuit, do not pervert justice by siding with the crowd. One of the most heartbreaking aspects of our sin nature is cowardice the lack of moral courage to stand apart from the majority when the majority is doing wrong. Now, we call it peer pressure, but let's be honest. We can't blame our peers. The problem is with us. It's our own weakness when we fail to stand apart from the majority for fear of what they will think of us, we act contrary to both the Torah and the New Covenant, the Brit Chadashah. So now think about it for just a minute. Imagine the Bible history we wouldn't have were it not for great examples of moral courage and standing apart. Suppose, for example, Daniel and his friends had gone along with everybody else and eaten Nebuchadnezzar's food, which had been dedicated to idols. Suppose Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had gone along with everyone else and bowed down to Nebuchadnezzar's 90-foot idol. They might have avoided danger, 
but we wouldn't learn about the mighty power of God to rescue them, their moral courage has inspired generations of young people, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Imagine if Shifra and Pua, the Jewish midwives in Egypt, had complied with the murderous edict of Pharaoh rather than defy him. Consider how much better things would have gone for Israel if Aaron had refused to make that golden calf instead of capitulating to the demand of the mob. Imagine if he had stood his ground and called on our people to repent and to be faithful to Adonai. Imagine what we would be lacking if the Jewish prophet Isaiah, Isaiah ben Amos, had remained silent rather than face disapproval when he was told by God to cry out to the nation and declare its sin. And what of Jeremiah? And what of Joshua and Caleb and countless others? Do not follow the crowd in doing evil. If godly men and women like these could put their lives on the line in order to be faithful, certainly you and I can weather a little bit of disapproval or insult for not going along with the crowd. Now, the second of these passages is found in verses 4 and 5. If you come across your enemy's ox or donkey wandering off, it's your enemy's ox, be sure to take it back to him. If you see the donkey of someone who hates you fallen down under its load, do not leave it there. Be sure you help him with it. That has a decidedly new covenant uh, ring to it, doesn't it? We are commanded to do good even for our enemy. As an example, we're not to turn a blind eye when our enemy's donkey has wandered away and we find it or whose donkey collapsed under its load. Picture this. Try to imagine this. There's a guy at work that really doesn't like you, or there's a lady at work that really doesn't like you. Maybe they're even hostile towards you. They've really got it in for you. But one day, as you're driving to work, you see that person broken down on the side of the road with a flat tire. That's roughly the equivalent it's hard to keep hating someone who helps you in a time of distress. And isn't that precisely the point? Under the weight of agape love, hatred begins to crumble. And when they ask you why, tell them about God's love for you and how he loves them and wants them to come to him as well. And God's love for us was when we were still his enemies. And of course, this is what Messiah taught us. You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy, but I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you that you may be sons of your father in heaven. But love of one's enemy doesn't come naturally. You remember how the prophet Jonah ran away when God called him. He ran away from his God-given assignment to preach to the Assyrians, whom he hated. Even after his rescue, he only fulfilled it grudgingly. And ultimately, the Assyrians reverted right back to their wickedness. But centuries later, 
another Jewish man, Simon Bar-Jonah, a.k.a. Peter, embraced his assignment to go to a Gentile, a Roman centurion, no less. And the result was the beginning of the good news, going out to men and women from every nation under heaven. To love your enemy is to subdue your feelings and simply obey God. And often, right feelings will follow right actions. So this week, if Adonai gives you an opportunity to demonstrate kindness to someone who, in your book, doesn't deserve it, uh, that seize that opportunity. Love your enemy, just like he loved you when you were his enemy. It's both Torah and it's Brit Chadashah, and by it, you will glorify our great Messiah. Amen.